first and last elements are in <coughs> several theories that uh, would help us understand why God created man and why he wanted to have man in his life. For the past several weeks, I've, I've been touching on man's purposes, God's ideas around man. But tonight I want to look at something that I think would help prepare us for some things that I would like to discuss at a later stage with regards to this uh, subject that we've been dealing with on the dynamics of life. God created life. God is the author of all life. Right? the engineer of life. Yeah. Life is God engineering. But there are things that happen in this thing called life that would make us question certain things about and about God. Right? Mm -hmm. But many times it's because we do not have the proper understanding about life that would almost cause us to be deceived about the operation of God in life. So, it's important to allow the word of God to help us understand actually what this life is and the processes and dynamics that involve us living it on earth. Because one of the most uh, paradoxical or confusing things to many people concerning life is the fact that life is full of trouble. <clears throat> life is full of hardships. Wherever you go, you can't run away from hardships. You can change city, you can move from one city to another, but something God, trouble will always follow you. <coughs> Nations are not exempt. There is no nation that is exempt from the troubles of life. But then we ask ourselves, who then is in control? You see that? Who then is in control? So we want to look at the dynamics of life from the word of God that will help us even establish the kind of things the kind of way Adam should have lived. Talk about man here, right? Isaiah 45. So I want to ask this question before we continue. If Satan did not exist, would evil be here? Would there still be evil if Satan did not exist? think so.
Satan, the author of evil. But then your question contrasts itself. <laughs> because you are saying if there was no Satan, there would be no evil. But you disagree that Satan did not author evil. So you are saying Satan is not a factor in the engineering of evil. Yet you are disagreed to the fact that there would be no evil if Satan was not there. What's wrong? So there must be an answer, right? So let's rephrase our question. <coughs> the Bible says that Satan is the evil one. Correct? Amen. Satan is the evil, evil one. one. So the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, the evil one. But then, who started evil? <coughs> Here's a question. Satan's office before he had fallen was called who? Lucifer. Right? And the Bible says Lucifer was a perfect being. He's perfect in all his ways. Perfect in wisdom. Maybe we should do this. Isaiah 14. <coughs> Isaiah 14 from verse number 12. You there? How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. You there? Son of the morning. Now think about it. How could, how could a being like this, the Bible calls him Lucifer. You know who's Lucifer? Lucifer is the same word in Revelation that Jesus uses to describe himself. He says, I am the bright and morning star. That is the name that Jesus used to describe himself in Revelation. He says, I am the bright and morning star. He was saying, I am Lucifer. I am Lucifer. Son of the morning. The light bearer, that's what the word means. The light bearer. Yet the Bible says, how you are fallen. Oh, Lucifer. Oh, God. <coughs> the light bearer has fallen. How could he have fallen? He had fallen. The Bible says, you have fallen from heaven. Then it says, how you are cut down to the ground, you will weaken the nations. For you have said, the Bible begins to describe how he had fallen. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the father's side of the mount. I will ascend above the height of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. The Bible tells us the reason for his fall. He said he will start another kingdom. <laughs> I will be like the most high. Now, here's the thing you must ask yourself. Right? When you read something like this, what could have prompted Satan to think like this? This Lucifer, what could have probed him, probed him to think that he could be like God? That he could ascend above the mountains of, of the clouds of God? What could prove him to think this way? <coughs> what was destined? Because the Bible was perfect in wisdom. Perfect in wisdom. Ezekiel, look at Ezekiel. How will be like the most high? Hold that thought, okay? Because it's a thought. He said it in his heart. It's a thought. What is thinking? Thinking is speaking in the heart. So he was thinking. Ezekiel 28. <laughs> Hallelujah. The dynamics of life. Verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to be saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You are the seed of perfection, Lord God. Did you read that? This is God saying this. You are the seal, you are the capstone of perfection. Do you understand that? You are the emblem, the symbol, the seal of perfection. So in creation at that time, if God wanted to teach on perfection, he pointed to Lucifer, mm. the king of Tyre. So the king of Tyre here is a spiritual king that ruled over the physical territory, kingdom of Tyre. Because in chapter 1, the Bible talks about the prince of Tyre, who had thought himself to be a god, yet God says, you are a man. And this one, the Bible says, you are the seed of perfection. He can't be talking to a man. He must be addressing a spirit who is called the king of Tyre. Who is Satan himself? So he says, you are the seed of perfection. <coughs> Full of wisdom, Maladina. Perfect in beauty. Full of oh shots. Full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Perfect in beauty. Look at his description. The seal of perfection. He was everything that spelled out perfection. He wasn't always easy. Do you see that? He was not created easy. But he fell. Question is, was it by choice? Or was it Yet, the Bible goes as far as to give us 
existence where he was perfect. Where he was wise. Notice. Every precious stone was your covering. You see, you can see this being every perfect stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, and if you read this, you will recognize something strange. These are the stones used to build the gates of Jerusalem. And the Bible says they were his his covering. In other words, his clothing. He was clothed with topaz. With diamonds, with barrel, with onyx, with jasper, with sapphire, with turquoise, with emerald, with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. So he is a created being. Do you see that? It says your, your timbrels and pipes were prepared for you. Now, Orthodox Christianity says that Satan had pipes with him. You know, like he had a timber ass But no, no. If I say, I'm preparing your pipes and timberers, what am I saying? The instruments are there, were there before he came. Can you see that? Yes. Not that they were attached to him. You get that? <clears throat> now listen to this. You are the anointed cherub. Can you see this? Who covers? Look at what the Bible says. Satan was. He was. He was Lucifer, right? He held the title of Lucifer. And then the Bible says, "You are the anointed cherub." In the Bible, what are cherubs? It says the anointed cherub who what? Who covers? When God said to Moses to make the tabernacle and especially to make the Ark of the Covenant. He said they, 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 they should be what? Over, over, overshadowing the Ark of the Covenant? The wings of the cherubs that cover. Why? Because if, if you, okay, let me, let me show you. Uh, Ezekiel 1. No, I don't want to assume. Oh, glory to God. Abraham Scalia. Verse 4. He's seeing a vision here. He said, Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. He's seeing a vision here. A brightness was all around it and radiated out of its mist like a color of ember. Out of the mist was fire. Also from within, it came like, what? The likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. So he's describing now the, the four living creatures. Okay? You following, right? Okay. He's describing, I don't want to go into it. You, you read it for yourself. That's fine, right? Okay. Now, these four living creatures, the Bible says, describes them. Let's go into chapter number. Into Isaiah. Isaiah. Okay, maybe I should read a portion of this description, right? Each one had four faces, 
Each one had four wings. Four faces, four wings, right? Their legs were straight and their soles of the feet were like the soles of cows. They sparkled like the color of bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides and each of the four had faces and wings. Isaiah. Isaiah. So we want to see who this Satan is, right? Because the Bible says you, you are the cherub that covers. Isaiah, verse, chapter 6, verse 1. Are you there? In the year that Queen Uzziah died, right? I, the Lord, saw, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood what? Seraphim. Mm. Stood what? Seraphim. Okay, each one had? Six With two he did what? Covered his face. With two he what? Covered his feet. With two he what? He flew. Oh. Just above the throne stood what? Seraphim. In the vision, something is coming down to the earth, but it is transported by these beings called the four living creatures. The description that the Bible gives of these here in Isaiah is what? Cherub, I mean Sarah, fear. But if you trace the Bible, you will find that these living creatures are what we know as the cherubims. They are creatures that transport the presence of God. They are tre creatures who, who, who the Bible describes as the wheels of the throne of God. It is, it is through these beings that God travels. There is transportation system. The glory of God does not come. Look, if you read the story of Isaiah and Ezekiel, you will notice these beings needed to prepare the coming of the Lord. And the Bible says, you are the cherub that comes. Let's go back So the tabernacle stood in between the what? The cherubim. So what was he covering? <coughs> what was he covering? So if he was a cherub, that must mean he had wings, right? Mm -hmm. And that must mean he had legs like a cow. He's a living creature. He had legs like a cow. True or false? And he said they had four faces. Like an eagle, like a lion, like a man. <clears throat> and on odds. So the Bible says, Satan, Lucifer, was the covering cherub. Think about this. Look at the, the proximity he had to God's throne. The nearness. And you would not think that a creature like this would end up falling. I mean, he was what we, you define perfection as. <coughs> Question is, was it by choice or by design? 
so if he was not evil before was evil always there because he was not evil before and the fact that he had fallen must tell us that evil existed in some way that the potentials of evil the potentials of sin the potentials of iniquity the potentials of failure came to be when god created everything oh this brings let's 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 read ezekiel ezekiel 28 Follow me, okay? Amen. Go this way. Is it twenty eight? You are the anointed what? Cherub. You see that? That what? That covers. So you know what it covers? Cover the throne of God. You see that? He covered the throne of God. So that's how close he was to God. He was a child. He was Lucifer. Notice, notice these descriptions about this being does not qualify to fail. He was Lucifer. Lucifer, the same word that Jesus uses for himself. He was a child. He was not just an angel. You understand that? Yes. He did not share, you must understand, he did not share the same class. The highest, the highest angel in the kingdom today is Michael. Is Michael. And how do we know that? It was based on what Gabriel said concerning him. That when he was bound, imprisoned by other demonic principalities, God sent Michael to help him. And the Bible calls Michael a chief prince. A chief prince. The prince over the people of God. That's what the Bible describes the archangel Michael as. So we know Michael from the Bible to be a higher, the highest ranking official in God's kingdom. Yet in Jude, Michael could not contend Satan. He had to come by higher authority. By his own authority, he could do nothing to he had to say, the Lord rebuke you, not I rebuke you. Why? Because Satan had a higher office than Michael. He was a cherub. Gabriel stood in the presence of God. You understand that? <coughs> Satan protected him. <coughs> Yet Michael doesn't fall. Gabriel doesn't fall. The light bearer for us. You must understand, even though the angels possess light, there are other angels who are whose primary function is to bear it, bear the light of God to creation, to spread it. Satan was that one. And God is not angry. Job chapter 1, there was a time 
where the sons of men gather together, and the sons of God gather together with the Lord. And Satan was there in their midst. And God never said, get out of you. I said, what are you trying to do? He engaged your conversation with you. The Bible says that God is slow to anger. Does he get angry? Okay. If he is slow to anger and he gets angry, where does anger come from? Oh. <laughs> life. The dynamics of life. To, under, to really truly understand life. We must get to the source of it. In all its variations, in all its complexities, in all its complications, we must look at the source. We must begin to decipher the wisdom of God. Look at what the Bible says about Lucifer. It says, you are the anointed cherub. I established you, O God. You see that? I in other words, I put you in that office. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect, Nebuchadnezzar. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. Oh, who put it there? Did, did you hear what God says? Did you, do you hear what God says? He says, you are perfect in all your ways. Until iniquity was found in you. Found. So we understand how he fell. He fell, right? He said, I will be like God, what not, what not, what not, what not. He, he, he was in rebellion. He rebelled. But what instigated the seed of rebellion? Who put it there? Because this being was perfect. I want to show you something. Alright? I want to show you something. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter that will shock you, right? But it's fine. Let them shock you. Allow them to shock you. Okay? When God allowed Satan to engage him in a conversation with regards to Job, why would God do such a thing? Knowing the nature and character of Satan is to destroy, is to kill, and to murder. That God engages him, invites him, into a conversation where Satan gets God's request to destroy Job's life. And God says yes. Why would God say yes to such a catastrophe in the life of his man? It is because God by himself, Lemahai, could not instigate, could not do evil to that man. So he required an agent. 
that can do all the evil for him. Because in his nature, God is loving and kind. But in his love, there is a dimension of wisdom that he uses to lift us up because in the end of Job's life, he was greater than what? Than he was before he was attacked. So the attack was God set up for a higher realm such that the days of Noah in his last days were greater than his former. Why? Because there was an element God added into his life that lifted Job. So Satan was an instrument of God. James said it rightly. He said, God cannot be tempted. Neither does he tempt any man. But he has tools. He has servants. He has agents that he can use to tempt you. into the wilderness to be tried, to be tempted by the devil. Who led in the spirit? The spirit himself could not tempt Jesus, but he had someone prepared who could do the job. Whose job was it? Was it Satan's job or God's job? It was God's. So here's the question. Did Satan fall by choice or by engineering? to answer the question, if Satan did not exist, would they still be evils? That's the question we're trying to understand. Romans chapter 9. Verse 13. <coughs> you there? Yeah. Please read it. What? What? What the hell? What? What the hell is this? Jacob, I have love. It's all. Does God have favorites? I have love. It's how I have hated. They coming from the same womb. These are children that come from the same womb. Says, I hate the one, I love the other. You know what this is, brothers and sisters? It is insight into the wisdom of God. The God that we have been introduced to is not actually the real God. He's not the God of the Bible because the God of the Bible is complex in his ways. We are taught that God is good. The devil is evil. These two are always contending from your heart or for your heart. So anything bad, bad happens is not God. It's Satan. Anything good that happens in my life is not Satan. It's God. Yet Satan can still do good. Mm. 
did he get in the garden? The guy that got it and God saw that the only thing that he had made was how did he get in? And then he says, Jacob has loved. Isaac has loved. Before one of them was born, Rebecca said, There are two nations in you. <laughs> two nations that war inside you. But the older will serve the younger. And when they come out, the younger is called a swindler. Jacob. Yet when you read the Bible concerning Jacob, the Bible says Jacob was a smooth man. The Hebrew word for that word smooth is the word perfect. The swindler. God regarded him as a perfect man. The dynamics of life. There are some things we have tried to pray ourselves out of, yet it was by God's providence that we have landed in those places. Why? Because our emotions, our emotional intelligence has been confused by the propaganda of spiritual nonsense that has been given to us as information and revelation. Jacob, I have loved. Esau, I have hated. Does God have favorites? The religious man would say, no, God does not have favorites. But in truth, God does. Second Timothy chapter 2, the Bible says, in a great house, in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold, but they are vessels of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. They are plates, they are utensils, there is furniture in your house, your own household, that you do not use every day, but on special occasion. Who bought it? It's you. <laughs> But you prioritize its usage based on the value you attach to it. Are you right or are you wrong? Nobody can say you are right or you are wrong. It's yours. If you choose not to use it, it's yours. You bought it in a great house. In a great house. So in this house called life, there are those whom God has raised. Whom God has prepared for his glory. <coughs> and some is prepared for his dishonor. <coughs> you don't use vessels of gold to sweep. <coughs> Yet all those things are yours. Could it be that the confusion in our lives is God's will? Could it be? That the calamity in our lives is God's will. Could it be that as we experience the joys, the highs and the lows, the valleys of the, and the mountains of life, all of it is orchestrated by a master who knows how to get you where you need to be to fulfill your destiny. Jacob I have loved. Esau I have hated. The witches. The soothsayers, the satanists, the diviners, the demons, the fallen angels, the wicked spirits, the unclean spirits. How would have 
we have no, how would have we, we known that Jesus was powerful if there was no demon to cast out? How could we possibly know his power if there were no mountains, if there were no enemies? So he must create enemies to balance, not only to balance, but for revelation. Isawa is love. I mean, if it our hated, Jacob, I am. That's not what I wanted to lead you. <laughs> Verse 14. What then shall we say? Is there, is there unrighteousness with God? Is, that's the question I ask. Is there unrighteousness with God? Does God have favorites? Think about it. He liked Satan for Jesus. Because in creation, there was no one who could occupy the office of evilhood. Except one who was learned in all wisdom. One who understood perfect ways. Satan, the perfect matchup for man. Why? Because man was created in the seventh spirit of God. Who would be his challenge? <coughs> the dynamics of life. Listen to what the Holy Spirit says. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. Verse 17, that's what I wanted to show you. For the scripture says, to the Pharaoh, for this purpose, the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh that enslaved his people. The Bible says, this is what the scripture says to him. For this very purpose, I have raised you up. That I may show my power. Look at the purpose. That I may show my power in you. And my name may be declared in all the earth. He used Pharaoh. He said, I have raised you up. For this purpose. That I may show my power in you. I have raised you up. Now he raised him to be hard. To be evil. To be a slave master to his own people. It was not Satan that was in Pharaoh. It was the Spirit of God that was in him. I raised you up. I, God said, I raised you up for this purpose. <coughs> to ask the leaders, Pharaoh was very evil. Pharaoh was very evil. Pharaoh was a wicked king. To God, he was a righteous king. Why? Because he was doing what God ordained him for. Let's go back to our question. Satan did not exist for this. 
So then who created it? <laughs> so now you understand even though you are a prayer warrior even though you are a worshipful Christian even though you are consistent in your church attendance trouble still follows you hardship still hung you like a dog and you wonder, but I am praying, Lord. I am serving you, Lord. But this is hard. And God says, it is my will. <laughs> but because of our, our ignorance, we want to get out. Lord, take me out of this. This is too hard, Lord. This is too tough, Lord. I can't stay tough. But there's a dimension you are not seeing. And that's the dimension of the wisdom of God. <coughs> the dimension that God calls favor. Favor. He says, I, it, is, it, is, it is my favor that is doing this for you. Do you think, do you think that Mary was believed when she was found out to be pregnant? That the angel said, you are favor. Yet when she went out, they asked, you are pregnant. You've been fornicating. How could you explain being impregnated by a ghost? Even his husband wanted to see her. Yet the angel said, it is favor. Yet the circumstances it brought was troublesome. She couldn't come out in public. Why? It was an embarrassment. You were betrothed and you got pregnant. The Bible says Joseph being a just man thought to, to just put her away. Yet the angel said it's favor. <laughs> when God will pronounce a blessing on you, the next thing you are being fired from work. You lose your child. And God says it's favor. <clears throat> And you go to a man of God, and man of God says, it's the devil's work, my sister. It's the devil's work. We're going to fast and pray. You are fasting yourself out of God's will. God says, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not touch his life. And Satan went out, destroyed his property, destroyed his wealth, destroyed his very own kids. He had ten kids. Ten kids, seven boys, three girls, all dead. God says, you can add some more. Afflict his body, only keep his life. You would think it is enough. You would think God would say it's enough. He lost so much. God says, no, round two. The dynamics of life. Evening in the morning was the first thing. Not morning and evening. Light begins in darkness. Verse <laughs> 9 says, Will you then say, 
Why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O oh man, what, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay? For the same lump make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor. From the same lump. What if, verse 22, what if God wanting to show his anger and to make his power known enjoyed the long suffering the vessels of breath for destruction and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for glory. This is the mystery of life. This is the mystery of life. That God in his wisdom would choose to target you for evil for a season. Isaiah 45. dynamics of life. Why, well, why am I setting this foundation? Because I need to speak of the reason why Adam had to Did you hear what I mean? Yes. He had to perform. He knew it. Adam knew that he was born to fall. But I'm setting this foundation for you so that it will be easier for us to understand. Because if you say something like that, without establishing these facts, <coughs> You can't accept it. You can't accept it. That is why there are some things you pray for. You can pray for 40 years. If it's God's will, nothing will happen. <coughs> Father, if it is your will, remove this camp. God never said anything. It was his will. What was the cup? The cup of death. It was his will. Jesus didn't want to die. Three times he prayed. I know there's another way. There were other ways they could get Jesus to redeem them. Yet God in his wisdom saw fit that this was the best one. That he must die. The perfect one must die. Adam fell. There was no sin in him. (coughs) 
this perfect specimen. The Bible says, in the image of God, man was created. He fell. Was there any fall in God's image that would lead the man down to Hades? Was there any fall? That's what you must ask. Because Adam was in your image, Lord. Why did he fall? In my image, there are reservations for failure. That will tell you failure. Oh Lord God Almighty, help us. Evil, suffering, trouble, calamity are all outsourced from God. Isaiah 45. Verse 5 says, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no God beside me. I will gird you, though you have not known me. That they may know the right from the rising of the sun to his setting, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord. And there is no other. I am the Lord. And there is no other. I make peace. I form the light. I form the light. I form the light. We need to review our theology of what is evil and what is good and the sources thereof. It says, I form the light and I create darkness. Yes. I am the Lord. I form the light and I create. The word create is bara. It means to bring forth out of nothing. <coughs> and the Spirit of God meticulously chooses these words. He does not say I create light. He can't he is light by himself. So he just forms what? Because there is already raw material to bring forth light himself. But when it comes to evil, he says, I bara evil. I create darkness. Do you understand what that means? I create it. It means it, oh God, I bring it forth. From where? Out of nowhere. Says, I create darkness. You know what's darkness? Obscurity. I create darkness. Lucifer was not created dark. He was not created evil. The Bible says he was Lucifer. He was the light. When he formed the light. Then he says, I make peace. I make peace. Read this. And I create evil. I make peace. I make peace. And I create evil. I the Lord do all these things. I, the Lord, do all these things. I, the Lord, do all these things. Or Satan's fall from Satan to Lucifer by choice or by prayer. 
others say, seated is Lord said. Seated, he is here and ceased to do his pleasure. God giving the title, the names to rule in darkness. Why? God needed someone to occupy that. So he named us making friends. Why? Why? That he may reveal his word. Satan is as much clay as you are in the hands of the Father. From the same land, he makes what? Vessels of honor and dishonor. Some for glory and some for destruction. So why did Satan fall? For the sake of man. He fell for the sake of man. <coughs> for the sake of man. These are progressions in God's illumination of himself and his nature. You can't know that God is good if evil is not there. You can't know that God is loving if suffering does not exist. The conditions for his perfect love to be revealed in you must be made perfect by adversity, by, by nature, circumstances that are contrary to your liking. God created day and night. It was God. Day and night. Why? For so that man can can, can function both. I want to show you something. God, Lord, why do we have to go through certain things? Because if you don't go through them, you can't get where I want you to go. God said to Abraham, your seed, your seed shall rule the earth. And then God says to him, but they must be enslaved for 400 years because, because the nations that have been prepared to build a city to build and prepare the promised land have not yet arisen. So God has to wait for the Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Canaanites to rise and occupy the city of promise. Why? Because God's promise to his people was, you will dwell in houses you did not build. You will eat of vineyards you did not plant. They shall eat, oh my God. And when the angel appears to Jacob in Genesis 28, he says, this land I will give to you. After he had bought his four children, 12 children, the 400 years had elapsed. It was now time for them to inherit the promised land. Where was Jacob and Canaan? Remember when the famine came? Where was Jacob? In Canaan, the promised land. But it was dry. It was arid. Do you think Jacob would have moved if Joseph was not first enslaved? No. So when you study the, the life of Jacob, you're seeing something, something amazing. Joseph has a dream. That dream pushes his brothers to hate him and connive and finally sell him. If you look at that, you say, oh, 
devil. But it's not devil, it's God. Because if God had not begun that transition, they would have never entered into slavery. So slavery was there to keep them for 400 years. God's desire. God's desire. For 400 years. And the conditions through which God leads them into Egypt Even the circumstances under which Joseph is led into Egypt are very uncomfortable. He is sold as a slave. He lives most of his life slavery to someone. Yet this was the man that had the dream of the sun and the moon bowing down to him. This was the man who had the dream of all his brothers and his fathers bowing down to him. That dream led him into slavery. It was God. What other way could God have used? Let, let's, what other way? What other way would God have used to bring Jacob and his sons into Egypt? Jacob would have never left. And the city of Canaan would have never been built. Look at God's processes. Look at God's processes. Look at the dynamic of life. This man had everything he could desire. And when God saw that after a few years, he, he raised up Joseph into the position of prime minister. And when he saw that these, these people would not come, the famine was for Jacob to leave Canaan to come to Egypt. First, he sends his son, he says, hey, go buy. Since there's food in Egypt, go buy. Who is God using? Joseph. He's only his son. He thought Joseph was dead. And because the Bible says he was the son of his old age. He liked him more than life itself. When he died, his heart broke. He didn't want to move anymore. 17 years later, there's a famine. People are dying left, right, and center. Where is Jacob in Canaan? Brothers go and buy. And when Jacob, Joseph sees them, he treats them harshly. But because God wants Jacob in Egypt, what does he do? He devises a plan. Bring your father. Bring your youngest son. Let him come. When they go back, Jacob says, You want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, Joseph reveals himself, I am your brother. That you sold to slavery years ago. And they all cried. Then Jacob said something. He says, Don't cry. Don't cry. For it is God that has done this thing. That he may do you good in the end. He must shake the waters. Why? To stir the boat. I am the Lord and I do all these things. I want to show you something. Still got a few minutes. Let me show you this. 
Psalm 104. <coughs> Do you see cockroaches in the day? Crickets in the day. There are some animals who can only hunt in the night. Bats. Are there bats in the day? Who created a bat? Why does they only function in the night? crickets in the afternoon. You hear them in the night. Where are they in the day? Yet it is God who created them. How do they know when to function? Someone
armed. He will also work in the night. Not the night and the day of the sun and the moon and the stars. No, the night and the light that is regulated, brothers and sisters, by agendas, assignments, mandates, destinies requiring you to function in those days. So some nights may last 15 years. Some may last longer or shorter. It depends on the assignment and how faithful you are, how consistent you are in those days. For 400 years, Israel was in night. For 400 years, Israel was living in the night of their lives. <coughs> Why? Because God was preparing their day. Sometimes the things you are are the things God knows if he will give them to you now, it will destroy you. Sometimes the things you are praying for, God says, no, not now, but you are forcing. God, I want it now. I want it now. I want that job now. I want that business now. I want that marriage now. But God knows it's that thing that will destroy you. It will plunge you into a night that will never end. Six days of night and day. God was working. Six days of night and day. Without sun, without moon, he was working. Why? He was propelled by purpose. That's why there's no man today who has not had a season where he desired to quit, where he desired to end his life, where he wished all of his life may end, where he will spill like the waters to the ground and be no more. Every man has had those times. And most of the time, out of those times, came out substance, strength, power like never before. Power you have never would have gotten if you have never entered into those seasons. The dynamics of life. There must be balance. There are 12 hours in a day, 12 hours in a night. There must be balance. You must equally enjoy the night as you do the day. These are the dynamics of life, brothers and sisters, where you can be confused one moment, and the next season you find yourself having all the answers there is, all the solutions there is, and now the night of life has come, and you wonder, where are those solutions? Where are those answers? And it seems like heaven is shut. Jesus said to them, when they came for him, he says, now is your hour of darkness. Do what you will. Is your hour of darkness. He said, when I was with you, you did not you did not come against me with clubs and swords. I preached free, but now is your hour of darkness. Why? Because he was in the day. He says, I walk while it is day, for night cometh when no man can walk. So I must do the works of me while, while it is day. The works of him who called me while it is day. Some of you don't maximize the days of your life. Not talking about Monday, Tuesday. No, the days of your life. The days in which God has given you to thrive, to build yourself strong. The easy days, the good days, the praise days, the days where you feel like singing all day, the days where you feel like clapping and dancing all day, the days where you are full of energy. God is giving you those days because he knows there are days where you feel like sleeping, where you feel like dying, where you feel like quitting. of life. This is life. It is not what your pastor says. 
that makes your life go the way it should go. It is what has been designed for you. So because we are ignorant of these phases, of these seasons of life, in such moments, we want to pray ourselves out. We go to conference after conference, minister after minister, pastor after pastor, video after video, trying to get ourselves out of this thing that God put you in. You are fighting against the potter who is trying to fold you. So we find ourselves growing defected. Growing deformed, certain areas of our life aren't as strong as others because in moments where those areas needed to be pained, we didn't want to. And so we destroy our destinies because when moments of darkness come, we are not like Job who kept quiet even when his friends came about him. We try and destroy our destiny with our mouth because we feel the pressure of the night. So we feel we want to blend out. You want to call your friends. It is hard. It is tough. And there is a God in heaven who hears you. You are saying it is hard. How can you say such a thing? It is because you do not know that this thing I overtain for God ordains trouble just as he ordains goodness. And you want to call your friends. It's tough. It's hard. Help me pray. Pray with me. What are you praying? Your friends are fighting against God. Look at the friends of Job. When God met Job at the end, the Bible says, I am angry with you. Go to Job for he is my servant. Let him pray for you. Let my wrath come upon you. Because you have not represented me as my servant head. The whole 39 chapters of Job, the Bible says those people were speaking error. And God was going to kill them. Why? Because they don't learn to keep their mouth shut. They thought they knew. They said, Job, confess. To confess. <laughs> they were looking for things that are wrong. Confess. There's something you've done. God is, God is a righteous God. He repays him. Job himself was like, God, talk to me. Show me. I'll tell you, I'm perfect. He did not seek the higher order. A higher dimension of life. Where you are surrendered to his will. Where you say, Spirit of God, I am your, I am in your sway. Move me as you will. <coughs> I plunge myself on the potter's tray. Do with my life as you will. That's why there's so much shallowness in Christianity today. Why? Because we 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 promote the devil. And he likes getting praise. He will not deny it, even if it's not him. <laughs> Who would tempt Jesus in the wilderness if Satan was not for him? Because if Jesus would not have been tempted in the wilderness, there would be no power. Adam is the same thing. The day you eat, you shall die. If you are the son of God, eat this, turn this stone into bread. Why? Why? The first man fell, he ate. He had to eat. The 
discuss that next week. We had to. He had to. Paul gives us a clue. He says, for the man was not deceived. It was the woman that was deceived. Adam knew what he was doing. When you are deceived, you don't know what you are doing. You 
must be troubled. Why? You want protection out of this. Now I manage to smooth. You're still in the day. You're still in the day. You're still in the day. Don't worry. The night is coming. We'll talk then. We'll talk then. Because you're still in the day. It's bound to be smooth in the day. You can see everything. The night will come when you see a way out. Why? Because sometimes when days are good, you don't recognize and realize that bad days are coming. What did Joseph say? Prepare for the famine. In the days of prosperity, save, store, prepare. So that when the days of famine come, you will not be troubled. You feel the pressure because you did not prepare. You feel the heat because you did not clothe yourself, cover yourself. yourself, this good that is here, would it be there if that thing did not happen? This love that I have, would it exist if that had not happened? That is hard. Fight your battles. We are all fighting in this life. No one can run from you. No one can fight for you. Once you enter the dream, notice, 
It doesn't matter how good the coach is. In boxing, it doesn't matter how good the, the you may have the best trainer, the best coach. But once you get into that, there's no place, no point in time your coach says, let me step in and show you what. <laughs> <laughs> he may tell you from the outside, fight! Put your hands up! But he won't get it. He's not feeling the blows, you are. <laughs> He's for you. He's not fighting. He's for you. He's on your side. He's beside your ring. Go on, son. Go on, daughter. I've trained you well. But some of you have missed practice days, have missed training days. But the fight day comes, and he's still, I am with you. I am with you. But they are knocking you out. It's round three, and the battle is going to the enemy. He will not fight for you. In his compassion. He may tell the referee, stop, stop, it's enough now.
all these things, whom as you see? found a blind man who was born blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Lord, who sinned? This man was blind. Jesus said, neither, but that the works of God might be revealed. Imagine. Who sinned? No one. But if this happened, then what? The works of God Genesis 1 and the earth became darkness. Whose darkness was that? God. See how we must review the Bible. Because the things we think is the devil. agenda is to put you on the hand. Abraham, <coughs> Jacob, Isaac, Moses. The processes do not change. Jesus, the process do not change. And he's a great man.
give thanks to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you are the king of the kingdom of God. Amen. Except, <coughs> except you have not yielded yourself. Can I just finish? The question you must ask is he dependent? Is he trustworthy? Is he God? In your ignorance throw yourself on him. That's the dynamism of the Bible. There are times you can't pray and you think God is angry with you. He's not in the <coughs> process. There are times you open the Bible and it looks Times in my own life, I told you, I was going, Are you real? Are you real? The dynamics of life. Let's open your hands and pray. Say, Lord, I submit myself to you. Tell it, you live through these processes. Zarito Sata, Tiba, Tiba, Monda Sayeda Barabunda Karasis, Lebra Dabozo Shaka Bradila Banskadabahaya, find ways, Marabaske, Prokopdayan, find a way of leaping the light. Rabado, repent, repent, Rabasa. For resisting his works in your life. Lord, I've resisted your ways. But now that I know, I let go of my ignorance. And in knowledge and in a submission, I yield myself to your sway. Yes, in the night and in the day, in the evil seasons and in the days of peace. Have your way, oh God. I'm yours. I'm your play. Move in my life. Demonstrate your grace. Demonstrate your mercy. Look upon my heart and see your God. The yearnings of my spirit. Processes in these things. There are processes. There are processes. There are processes. Can I trust God without knowing my end? Yes, He is God. He knows the beginning and the end. He is God. He knows the paths, the ways to bring you into your destiny. God, I feel like giving up. He knows. He 
So if you stand, oh, by the way, don't try to stand, stand, stand. Just catch in the day of evil. In the day, it will pass. The day of evil is night. That's why evil and his wings say, stand, stand therefore, stand therefore. Having done all, stand. <coughs> Having done, you prayed, you fasted, you begged, you've sown your seed, you've given your tithes, you've attended church, you've done the worship, stand. It's the evil day. Stand. Stand. He says, and he is able to keep you. This was a message for someone. <coughs> the night never lasts, just as the day does it. Sometimes when I go through a rough season, I go back to the stories in the Bible. They're so true. Stories of David. <coughs> stories of Jacob. Of Joseph. And I read those stories and I was happy because the same God who worked in their life is working in mine. God was there. He was there. He was looking when Joseph was sold. He was there when Jesus was hanging on the tree. <coughs> when he cried, I don't want to go through this. If it is your will, make another way. He was there. Even though he did not answer, he was there. Example is coming. Some of you are in the middle of it. You are writing your exams of life. That's why it feels tough. Because you are facing a challenge that you have never faced before. How, how do you expect to know the solution? If you meet an equation in, in your exam that you have never found out, how do you expect that you will know the answer to it? It's not time to discover the answer. It's time to look up to the heavens and say, God, I know you are there. This thing I'm facing, I've never faced before. Ah, but you are God. And in you there are mysteries of life. Daniel said to the king, Give me time that I may seek the Lord concerning this thing. And the Bible says he went unto the Lord and sought him and sought after him. And God in heaven revealed the answer. He did not know it. He was about to die himself. And God in heaven, who revealed secrets, gave him the secrets. Yes, yes, this is not the time, brothers and sisters. Are you listening to me? To cry, oh, why this? Why this? It is here now. Stop asking why this. <coughs> Look up to the heavens and say, God, it yeah. is here. Show me a mystery. Show me a secret. Give me a key that will deliver me out of this thing. Amen. Some of you, this message is not relevant to you now. But in the next four months, in the next six months, you will look after it. You will look for it. And because it will be relevant. It will be relevant. It will be something you need to hear. Listen to me. There are things only God, only God, even your heart, only God is acquainted with. You will try, you will try. 
Why I shared this with you. You will understand why I shared this with you. 